authoritarianism depends on the facade of strength and power and big crowds of support and a media that is willing to spread or is compliant in the spread of propaganda. Donald Trump and the MAGA movement is weak. They're losers. They're bullies, but they're losers. And that facade of strength, the propaganda spewed by the media, is starting to show some serious cracks as pro-democracy, independent media rises. The dam is breaking for Donald Trump in public and in the courts. In South Carolina, Trump was booed at the South Carolina Clemson football game. In Iowa, a powerful evangelical leader is mocking Donald Trump's juvenile social media posts and calling Donald Trump a chump, calling his run for office a chump candidacy. Donations to the RNC are plummeting. $51 million less than the same time heading into the 2020 election. The Republican parties across the country in states like Michigan and Arizona are going bankrupt. I think in Michigan, they have $35,000 left in their bank account, the Republican party. Then you go to the courts. The federal criminal case against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. is marching into that March 2024 trial date. Jury selection is right around the corner. And the star witnesses against Donald Trump will be Trump's own former Vice President Mike Pence and former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and today Judge Tanya Chutkin, the federal judge presiding over the case, swatted down Trump's frivolous subpoena request to get January 6th documents that had already been produced to him. Trump's attacks against the New York State Court Judge Arthur Ngoron, who's presiding over the civil fraud case, and the judge's principal law clerk, Ring hollow. It's a whiny cacophony of me, me, me. I'm a victim. Wah, wah, wah. Goo, goo, gaga. And that goo, goo, gaga is going nowhere as the proceeding proceeds. And while the right wing media creates this fictional dystopia of American carnage to scare people into believing gas stove confiscations are right around the corner or the latest conspiracy du jour. And while the so-called left-wing media obsesses over polling regarding why Americans may not be feeling good about the economy, despite it being a very strong economy, when maybe they should be reporting on, I don't know, the actual strong economy, President Biden's heads down and he's putting in the work. The S&P 500 stock market index saw gains of 8.7% in November, one of the best monthly performances 
in a century. The S&P has gained more than 8% in a single month, only 10 times since 1928. The index is up almost 19% in 2023. Black Friday set a record in the U.S. with $9.8 billion in online sales, up 7.5% from a year ago. And U.S. gas prices have dropped for 60 straight days. The GDP in the U.S. is the highest of any G7 nation. American economy is growing faster than China. Those are the facts. And let's just report on that. I'm Ben Micellis. This is the Midas Touch Podcast joined by Brett and Jordy. We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, a restful Thanksgiving. Wherever you were spending it, I want you to know you had an honorary table, an honorary chair at our Thanksgiving oh. table. I had a great time celebrating it with the Midas Mighty when we did our show on Thursday. That was a whole lot of fun. We got to introduce the Midas Mighty to our mom. That was a lot of fun. We got to show some cool interviews. Thanks for everybody for spending the holiday with us. And I hope everybody did have a great time. Jordy, we we did, of course, miss you that day. But Ben and I got to uh, have a little Thanksgiving dinner together. It was a really good time. Probably ate way too much. And uh, now we got to continue working it off. But you know what? We, we got a little bit of time to rest on honestly not not much but a little bit of time arrest but we're going to need our rest because we're going to need our energy yes. going into 2024 because all the things that Ben just named I can't even believe what this year has in store for us between the election the Trump trials and things that we probably don't even know are going to happen yet this is about to be a crazy crazy year and I am so thrilled though that we have this community here to discuss everything that's going on Jordy Welcome back. How you doing today? What's new? I'm doing well. Definitely upset that I missed the brothers Thanksgiving. You know, just one phone call away. Could have been there, but I'm not going to blame anybody. Uh, anyway, a lot of folks have been saying, hey, Jordy, you have that sign behind you. It just, it's not lighting up. It hasn't lit up in, in weeks. It's because the remote was broken. But now, new remote. I'm not there it is. up though because it's definitely slightly distracting. It's much brighter than I remember it. So I'm going to turn it off, but I just want folks to know it's working again. No, it looks cool. And, and for the audio listeners, Jordy's talking about his neon Midas touch sign in the back. It's 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 the best, that sign. It's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait for the show. We're, it's the home stretch. It's basically the home stretch. It's time to, to buckle up and really focus. Let's get right into it. I mean, over the weekend, I saw in that Clemson, South Carolina game, you saw Donald Trump getting booed as he arrived. You know, Donald Trump and his and his advanced team try to very carefully choreograph these things. And if you've noticed, like when he was speaking in Iowa at Fort Dodge, it was a very small high school gymnasium, maybe a thousand people. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and I'll say 2000 people, but they try to act like that's a massive stadium that they're selling out crowds. Like, okay, high school tickets are you're not selling out a high school gym. You're not even selling tickets. It's just you're inviting people to show up for free to this traveling fascist circus that is a Trump rally. And as you see him, though, you know, going into these places where he expects to be greeted as a hero, I mean, just how craven is it just to begin with, though, that because this is why he's showing up at a stadium like this, because he can't fill out stadiums. So yep, he correct. needs some image of himself in a stadium where people are cheering for something else. 
so he can act like they were cheering for him. I mean, the people at the stadium are cheering for whatever team they're rooting it's for. It's such a good point. It's it's why he goes to the UFC events too, right? He goes to places where there are already folks cheering for for X, Y, and Z, you name it. Because he can't fill out those stadiums anymore or anything close to it. He can't fill out a section of those stadiums. So he goes there. You have the, re, you know, and by the way, I mean, you're talking about, you know, these are uh, you know, a state institution. I mean, you have the governor who's walking on the stadium, you know, a Republican governor utilizing the office to engage in that type of propaganda. But as Donald Trump shows up to the stadium, this is what happens here. Let's play the clip of him getting booed. Red South Carolina, and he's and he's getting booed right there. But here's the thing: if there was ever somebody to boo, yeah, I mean, this is someone who's trying to terminate your health care. Like this is someone who's taking away your freedoms. What's he even talking about? I mean, he he goes and he gives these speeches in high school gymnasiums, high school gymnasiums. And he talks about how he would rather be eaten by a shark than get electrocuted or he'd rather be electrocuted than eaten by a shark. And he talks about how he's not for golden showers by four hookers. And like, that's what he, like, what, what are you even saying? I mean, character has to matter. And then beyond character, like politics is not let's elect a WWE cosplay fascist. You know, ben, I just want to say this is also, this is the party that rails against this mythical, the teachers are trying to sexualize our kids. You need to be careful about what they're learning in school because these teachers are trying to sexualize them. And then they have Donald Trump come to a high school and talk about getting peed on by hookers. Like, like let's, just, let's just put it in perspective and let's imagine he wanted, the right wing. To be fair, he wanted the crowd to know. 
unprompted that he does not like that and that his wife would not believe an allegation because that's yeah. not something that he's into because he's a germaphobe. I mean, could I you I, I don't remember this being in the news, Ben. They're like this, this has not been a story for a very long time. He brought it up entirely unprompted for no reason whatsoever. Like, uh, and, and you know what he does also? The same thing he does with Chris Christie and Bill Barr when he goes, mm. I'm not saying he's a fat slob. Someone said he's a fat, I'm not saying he's a fat slob. And it kind of reminded me when he's saying, I'm not saying I was peed on by hookers. <laughs> I'm going to just put those two together and say maybe there's more to it. I mean, here's the thing, though. If President Biden gave a speech once, just once, I mean, they make the worst allegations against President Biden, these right-wing people. If President Biden dignified any of these allegations and went up there during a, a serious speech and started saying things like that, I would be like, whoa. I'm not sure I could, everything okay. Like you'd be like, they're serious concerned. By the way, it would be front page everywhere. Mm -hmm. New York Times, Washington Post. There'd be calls for his resignation. But, you know, I, I don't even think the New York Times and Washington Post even covers that. By the way, over the weekend too, this is what Donald Trump was posting. This was one of his Thanksgiving Day messages about terminating health care. He says, uh, the cost of Obamacare is out of control. Plus, it's not good health care. I'm seriously looking at alternatives. We had a couple of Republican senators who campaigned for six years against it, then raised their hands not to terminate it. It was a low point for the Republican Party, but we should never give up. And he's saying we should never give up trying to terminate health care for 40 million people. 40 million people could and almost certainly would be kicked off their health care if Donald Trump came into office. And here's the thing. Donald Trump for four years saying that he was going to come up with a plan. He had a better plan. I'm going to build the wall. I got a better healthcare plan. I promise you infrastructure. It's coming, it's coming in two weeks. It's coming in two weeks. Mexico's going to pay for it. Here are all of the things. He spent one full year golfing. If you add up all of the days golfing, he spent one full year of four years on a golf sabbatical. The other three years, he spent either plotting an insurrection or posting on social media. That probably adds up the remaining three years. That's what he spent his time. I think that's the objective data if you focus on the time that he spent. But like, let's, I know there's a lot of Trump stories, you know, and so it's hard to, I don't think it should be all that hard, but maybe people get distracted. Do you remember when Trump went on 60 Minutes and then he ran away from the questions because they started getting tough? He ran away. Too scared of the questions that he was being asked. And in one of the questions he was being asked, he talked about how he wants to see the Supreme Court strike down Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, which is wildly popular right now. Let's play this clip of when he did that on 60 Minutes. After complaining about her questions, this week the president cut short an interview with CBS's Leslie Stahl for 60 Minutes. Today he released a copy of it recorded by his staff. In a statement, CBS News called that unprecedented, saying it violated an agreement the White House made to only use its video for archival purposes. In this excerpt from 60 Minutes, President Trump said he would like to see the end of Obamacare. 
Well, we're going to have to see what happens. It's got a ways to go. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think, I think it'll end. Uh, I think I, I hope that they end it. It'll be so good if they and end if it. they end because it because we will come up with a plan. Will. Which will be a. Yeah, we will. But you said it would already. We have large sections of it already done. As President Biden has said, don't compare me to the almighty. Compare me to the alternative. So, folks, you saw the alternative right there. Donald Trump had four years, and what he was talking about was terminating Obamacare if he were to get a second term. That's what he was but saying. Ben, but, Ben, I just want to be clear that Kaylee McEnany did hand Leslie Stahl a book of Donald Trump's health care plan. Okay, the pages might have been blank when Leslie Stahl actually opened up this gigantic binder that Kaylee McEnany handed to her, but he did hand her a book that said healthcare plan that had hundreds of blank pages in it. So checkmate. I, I mean, at, look at, at, this. Some, at some point, if you're into that, like if you think that that's like what a leader's supposed to do, I have a lot of serious questions. I genuinely don't think you understand what the role is. Of, I don't think you know what a, a leader is. Like, it's not supposed to be, as I said, WWE cosplay fascism from some science fiction dystopian movie. I mean, how ridiculous is that? He runs away, shows how weak he is. He can't handle an interview with Leslie Stahl. And then he has his press secretary hand over a binder filled with hundreds of blank They're blank. And <laughs> says, that this, blank. Is the, this is the healthcare plan. So on the one hand, you have that. On the other hand, you have President Biden, who's actually got things done, who's pushed drug companies to bring down insulin prices to $35 a month. Think about that. Play this clip of President Biden talking about not what he's going to do, not handing fake binders with blank pages, but what he actually got done. Play this clip. Here's the deal. I called on the prescription drug companies to bring down the price of insulin to $35 to everyone, not just seniors. And today, Eli Lilly, the largest manufacturer of insulin in the United States of America, agreed to do just that. 35 bucks. But guess what that means? Every other company making insulin is going to have to lower their prices to 35 because they can't compete. So here's what right-wing media would do with a clip like that. They would kind of cut the clip where Biden says, Eli Lilly. And then they would go, Lilly, 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 Lilly. They would repeat it over and over and over again. And then they go, you see? You see? How, how deranged is that? He went, lily, 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 lily. It's like, just show the clip of what he's saying. When we show the Trump clip, I'm not showing you the clip out of context. There's no context of Donald Trump saying that he doesn't like golden showers from hookers, right? I mean, I'm just showing you what Trump is saying. I'm showing you what Biden is saying there. They'll just have him go, Eli Lilly. And then they'll show that one piece. They'll be like, something is not right here. <laughs> Meanwhile, the people who are in those comments you know, who are like, yeah, there's something wrong here. They're benefiting. Like the actual people are most likely beneficiaries right. are on Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, are beneficiaries of Biden's policies. And by the way, under Trump, unless you're a billionaire or a decamillionaire, your taxes probably increased. 
and you were probably not as good financially as you are today, even though you have the, I mean, by the way, I mean, let's not forget COVID where people couldn't even buy toilet paper when people were on lines because there was toilet paper shortages because he said, just inject the bleach into your veins. But I want to show you this other clip right here too, because to me, this is a quintessential Biden moment on healthcare. And again, this is where I know there's a lot of news. I know there's a lot going on, but we need to remember these types of moments. And frankly, President Biden has these moments every single day. And when he's talking about why it's important to lower the price of prescription drugs, like insulin, for him, it's about human rights. It's about dignity because President Biden is focused on principles. It's not a me, 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 what's good? It's principles, and he's guided by these principles in each of the decisions that he makes. Here, play this clip of President Biden. Notice you cannot get that money for the insulin. Your child might die. In addition to your child, it strips you of your dignity, damn it. Can you imagine looking at your child? And you know what they need and not be able to do it? Many of you have lost children. Many of you have seen. Imagine. It's outrageous. Now, as President Biden has said, don't compare me to the almighty. Compare me to the alternative. Well, here's what Donald Trump, the alternative, posted today on his social media platform. He says, whenever I sarcastically insert the name Obama for Biden as an indication that others may actually be having a very big influence in running our country, Ron DeSanctimonious and his failing campaign apparatus, together with the Democrats' radical left disinformation machine, go wild saying that Trump doesn't know the name of our president, crooked Joe Biden. He must be cognitively impaired. No, I know both names very well. Never mix them up and know that they are destroying our country also. And as reported, I just took a cognitive test as part of my physical exam and aced it. Also aced a perfect score, one taken while in the White House, Biden should take one so we can determine why he wants open borders, no energy independence, a woke military, high inflation, no voter ID, men playing in women's sports, only electric cars and trucks, a weaponized DOJ, FBI, and so many other crazy things. I I mean, it looks like a third grader. (laughs) I was going to say, it looks like someone who doesn't know how to use like ChatGPT. Like just put in a bunch of different prompts and came out with that. But I guess Trump is the ultimate chat GPT because that's how he always writes. Ben, his cognitive decline, he's just being sarcastic. Sarcasm. He's just joking. It was just a joke. It's just a joke. And, you know, okay. 
I've, we've watched numerous Donald Trump clips. Our researchers at the Midas Touch Network have watched numerous Donald Trump clips. These are no intentional things that he is doing. These Never. are not on purpose. These are mistakes. These are gaffes. He oftentimes does not even seem to know where he is or what he's doing. And if he wants to take that one example off the table, then let's ask him, okay, do you think President Biden started World War II? Because you said that also. You said that Jeb Bush was president of the United States. Was that sarcastic also? And you said, you said a whole thing about a slogan, Jeb, and you ran against him and he was president and he sent our troops to the Middle East because you were being sarcastic then, Donald Trump? Were you being sarcastic when you said you needed voter ID to buy bread at the supermarket? You said, what about when you said Victor Orban is the leader of Turkey? Uh, I mean, Turkey, no, but you, it's uh, a, a lot uh, up in the air here. You're a very, very sarcastic guy, uh, Donald Trump, I guess. I want you to think about this for a moment. Now, um, wherever you work, small business, medium-sized business, large corporation, nonprofit, if you're retired where you used to work, think about going to school, whatever the reference point is, where there may have been a teacher or a boss or someone in a position of authority. Now, imagine that they wrote an email like that. What would you think about them? You'd probably be like, this person is seriously impaired. Like this person, there's really something wrong with this with this person. And then imagine that there's uh, an interview with them that they want to show the whole company where they talk about <laughs> how they know how to go person, woman, man, camera, TV, and that they say to you, you know, fill in the blank of of, of which company or entity. Hey, I I really. I really want you to see this, and then you, and then you go to your boss. You go, oh, what, what is it that, what do you want to show me? Here's what I want to show you. Here, play, play the clip. Like you'll go, person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. And I want to I want to specify also, and I don't know why this question has not been asked a lot, but the test that he took is called the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. That test is given to people with early onset dementia. It's used to test if you have dementia. So he is bragging about a test giving that is given to people who are suspected of having dementia. Let's let's just start from there. And then let's wonder why was he given that test and why is he so glad that he was able to pass this test? And the questions could not be easier. It says like, okay, these are three images. Pick which one is the elephant. That's a, that's an actual question on the test that Donald Trump is bragging about. And I remember he had that interview, right, with Chris Wallace. And in the interview with Chris Wallace, he was bragging about it also. And he we was did like, a video on that, huh? We did. We did do a video of it. We called it uh, un, "Unprecedented Idiot." I think we, we called <laughs> un, it "Unprecedented." Maybe un, like, like un, no, like un, it was a play on the word "unprecedented." You know what? But it feels was, like a good after show. Feels like a good after show video to to rehash and discuss. We could play. That's a good one for the after show. It also resulted in one of my favorite Midas Touch merch items that we've ever made, which is the person, woman, man, camera, <laughs> prison T-shirt, which we yes. still have, by the way, at store. Midas touch.com what a throwback yeah this is one of my favorite shirts in the entire collection but i just wanted to specify that that this is a test 
given to people to test if they have dementia. That is the test that Donald Trump is bragging about and has been bragging about. Now, it's been years now. It's been like over three years he's been bragging about passing this test. It's because he surrounds himself with yes men who at every step of the way want him and need him to feel like he is the smartest man in the room. So they will never tell him, Brett, that you took a dementia test, that you pass, that they are telling him that you pass, that you are a genius for passing this incredibly difficult test. There are going to be so many different things in the Trump presidency that we will have to explain to our children and our grandchildren and hopefully our great-grandchildren one day. And that clip that we just showed I mean, that's going to almost lead them all. The person, woman, man, camera. T- oh, my goodness. That, that's, why, that's why I say, though, this is not like the Democrats act this way and the Republicans do this. And, you know, if you're a true conservative, you got to do man, camera, TV, prison, elephant, and you got to point about like you got to take cognitive dementia tests. It's like, OK, that's that, that's what it means to be a conservative. Now. Like, mm-hmm. like we just have to call out that conduct and say that is not anything that should be near proximity to power. Look, if if they want to make some like weirdo movie, again, as I say, WWE cosplay fascism, and it could be like a horror movie, and then, you know, and frame it that way. But like, this is someone for real, who the Republican Party is saying, give that guy the nuclear codes. Give that guy the power to make life and death decisions over the lives of Americans and people throughout the world. Let's let him do that where it's so obviously glaring, red alert, red alert. But I'll tell you this. If you look what's happening in Iowa, as I mentioned at the outset of the show, you're starting to see cracks. We've been covering this now for the past, let's say, two months. And people are saying, no, you don't know what you're talking about, Midas. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. He's up 60 points in Iowa. He's going to run away with this thing. I said, I don't know. If, if, you're, if you're really talking to people on the ground there and you're speaking to the kind of evangelical leaders and former people who voted for Trump, they don't like the guy. They're being told like they got to vote for the guy, but, and DeSantis is just so horrific and just another version of the guy. And Nikki Haley is not all that much, but they're all atrocious, the options, but there are cracks there. You know, and one of the things, you know, that's happened in the past 24, 48 hours is you've got this top evangelical leader leader there, Bob Vanderplatz, who's now out there mocking Donald Trump's attack of him. So Vanderplatz endorsed DeSantis. Then Trump did one of his social media posts. This guy's an idiot. This guy's an idiot. Blah, 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 blah. And Vanderplatz was like, LOL. Like, this guy's a clown. This guy's a chump. This is a chump candidacy. I want to show you more from Vander Platt's interview on a, a podcast. Uh, I want to show you that. Um, then I want to show you some other statements about what's going on 
on the ground there in Iowa, because I think that there's some shifting momentum there. And then I want to talk about what's been happening in the courts today with Judge Tanya Chutkin rejecting Donald Trump's Rule 17 subpoena, where Trump was trying to uh, put his conspiracy that the January 6th committee destroyed all of these records. They destroyed the records, and I want to have a subpoena to access them. Special Counsel Jacksman said, we turned over the records to you. You have the records. Then I want to talk about what went down in Judge Arthur and Goron's court, as well as Donald Trump's reply brief, where Trump's lawyers basically say, sure, some of these statements may be vile and reprehensible, but yeah, let, let him do it. There's no immediate risk of danger at harm. We'll talk about that more after this quick break. Lomi is the only appliance that prevents food waste from stinking up your kitchen and polluting the planet. Now that I've invested in a Lomi, it's changed the way I deal with my food waste. Lomi is the biggest innovation in the modern day kitchen since the dishwasher. Lomi has helped me turn my home into a climate solution. Now I can transform my organic waste into nutrient-rich Lomi earth that I can feed to my plants, lawn, or garden instead of sending it to the landfill. I can help the environment and make my life easier. In just four hours, Lomi transforms almost anything you eat into nutrient-rich plant food at the push of a button. It's smart, simple food recycling that fits my space perfectly. Cut the chore of doing the trash in half and eliminate bugs and odors in your kitchen. And here's the bonus, you get to feed your lawn and garden with an all natural fertilizer that you just created out of your food scraps. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge can go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food at home. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint also. By reducing the amount of food I send to landfill, I'm helping to do my part for the planet. Whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets. And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. 
Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Midas, T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. Welcome back. We are live. I'm thankful for our pro-democracy sponsors. The uh, codes for the discounts are in the description below. But I am most thankful for this Midas Mighty community. Yes. Over this Thanksgiving break, I was just reflecting on some of the long walks that I do. My mom was over, so we got to spend some time with her as well. And I'm just so proud to be a part of this pro-democracy community that you all created because it's obvious to me that with the work that you're putting in, it's breaking through. The legacy media's attempt to have this stranglehold on these narratives where they hoist up fascism and they try to suppress pro-democracy voices and facts, I'm just seeing it being whittled away. And all I want to get out there is the objective truth, the data. If after you're presented with all of the facts, you go, you know what? After seeing President Biden talk about actually doing something and lowering prescription drug prices and reducing the price of insulin and making sure health care is affordable and accessible, in addition to all the other stuff President Biden's done from infrastructure to the CHIPS and Act and the PACT Act and the Inflation Reduction Act, and I can go on. If you want to say that and you go, well, Donald Trump did help the billionaires on a short-term basis. He helped the DECA millionaires do right write-offs for their yachts. If, if, as long as you're armed with the data and you're like, you know what? My preference is some amorphous trickle-down concept that's never worked before where please help out the billionaires because maybe they'll trickle things down to me. If, if you're like, you like that better than uh, an administration focused on you and helping helping you and your family. If that's your decision, that's your decision. But let's arm you with the data. Let's arm people with the data about what's going on in Iowa. And here we mentioned before the break, Bob Vanderplatz, one of the top evangelical leaders in Iowa. Donald Trump starts attacking him, starts attacking the Republican governor, Kim Reynolds, mocks the two Republican senators, Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley out there. Here's the post that Donald Trump made about Bob Vanderplatz. Bob Vanderplatz, the former high school accountant from Iowa, will do anything to win, something which he hasn't done in many years. 
He's more known for scamming candidates than he is for victory. But now he's going around using disinformation from the champions of that art, the Democrats. Just pause there. So Bob Vanderplatz, a right-wing evangelical leader who has endorsed Ron DeSantis under Trump's view, is working with the Democrats <laughs> to undermine Donald Trump. That's Trump's logic about what is going on right there. But the best part about it, and by the way, the fact that Bob Vanderplatz uh, endorsed DeSantis, I mean, to me, is utterly disqualifying in and of itself. Yeah. But, but I do, but I do want to say this: I like how Vanderplatz just looked at this Trump post and went. LOL. Like, like what a, what a fascist clown you are. Like, like you're a joke. Like, and that's the thing. That's what, that's Donald Trump's move. His move is to publicly threaten and pressure and extort and do all of these things to make people fearful. And when you just realize that's, that's all you, that's what you're going to do. Oh no. Please do not post a truth social post that would hurt my feelings. Once you go, do, you know, and that's the thing when you're talking about these prosecute, right? Like, like a Jack Smith or even a Kim Reynolds for her endorsement. Or, you know, as you talk about Letitia James, as you talk about, you know, you know, even someone like a Chris Christie right now, what you realize, what you learn, Trump is very weak. That's why the authoritarians realize all you have to do is call him, sir, uh, a sir. And then he goes, they called me, sir. They called me, sir. I mean, if, if you could, if you could get someone to do anything by calling them, sir, I mean, just think about how embarrassing that is. So Bob Vanderplatt says this is a chump candidacy, blah, 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 blah. The insults. This is not a leader. And I want to show you, though, Donald Trump, what Donald Trump's doing in, in Iowa. And if and the bottom line is he, he probably like he still is in the lead in Iowa. I just think it's far more tenuous mm-hmm. than people are talking about. And it's a caucus state where organization matters. But like, look at his moves. He attacks the two Republican senators, Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley, and takes Moxham and says that he's the reason they got elected. Ernst was elected in 2014. Chuck Grassley was elected in 1981. Here, play this clip of Trump. <laughs> They get a lot. I got you. I got a lot of guys elected right here, including Grassley, who was having a problem and including Joni Ernst, who had a big problem. Could you do could you do, sir, a rally for me in Iowa? Absolutely. You think it's easy to come all the way from wherever the hell I am and do a rally? in front? I got him elected. Remember that I got him elected. Remember, I mean. I mean, what a lose! Like, just a loser. And can we just see what? Can we just dissect right there, real quick, what he was saying? Do, do you know how hard it is for me to to come to godforsaken Iowa and and, and campaign on behalf of Ernst <laughs> and Grassley? Like, the, only only Trump can get away with making fun of Iowans and the rural <laughs> communities to their faces like that so openly and bluntly. 
He did that yeah. all throughout the 2020 campaign also. He's like, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be here if not for the election. I don't need to be in. I don't want to be in this place, but I'm here for you. And it's like, it, you're, just, you're just mocking these people to their face. It's absolutely insane. And if also, if you look at the data of like Chuck Grassley, like his numbers actually went down due to Donald Trump's endorsement. Like he actually had one of his worst performances that he's had since he was elected in the 80s when Donald Trump was president and when Donald Trump endorsed him. That's the part that Donald Trump doesn't want you to know, that he dragged down all of these Republican candidates every single mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Here he is trashing Iowa's very popular Republican governor, Kim Reynolds, because she endorsed Ron DeSantis over him. Here, play this clip. Kim Reynolds of Iowa has gone from a popular governor to the most unpopular governor in the entire United States of America. Not an easy feat. Her endorsement of Ron DeSanctimonious, who is 50 points down to me in the polls, has given him exactly zero bounce. He's a wounded bird falling violently from the sky. I wonder what position Kim was promised in order to back someone who is so far down in the polls. And again, it's just it's just not a true statement that he's making about her popularity as a governor. And, and here's the thing. I vehemently disagree with her endorsement of DeSantis, but it is also a false statement to say that she's the most unpopular governor in the country. She's 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 quite popular there, but this is what Republicans need to realize. The ultimate rhino is Donald Trump. This MAGA mutation, which has now taken over the Republican Party, as I always say, this is not a conservative movement. They don't want to conserve our democracy. Mm. They're not small government. They want big government to control women's reproductive rights and tell people who they can marry. They want big, massive government to make the decisions and take away people's freedoms. This is it's as dystopian and authoritarian as you can get. And then as I always say with MAGA, it's not just fascism. It's fascism plus idiocracy. Right. And we're fortunate that the idiocracy part of it exceeds the fascism. Because when Donald Trump gives these types of speeches and then starts talking about hookers and, and golden showers, it's also this like idiotic, weird, it's gross. It, 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 I mean, it's like, frankly, it's unpatriotic. You know what I mean? I mean, like, how can you look at that person and be like, that's a, that's a leader that I want to, to, to lead this country. Can we just talk about that Kim Reynolds video just really quickly there, Brett, as a video editor, did, did you notice what I noticed? So first off, you know, just to get a little petty here, I looked like Trump's makeup person must've taken an early Thanksgiving, just like Congress yeah. had, because that they were was off that day. For, for our, for our audio listeners. He, I mean, yikes, you, you got to check out the YouTube to see what we're talking about here. And the speech that he gave in that video wasn't all that long. And yet there's a cut halfway through that 40 second video, meaning that Trump couldn't get through that full sentence or statement (laughs) without having to stop, pause and recollect his thoughts and figure out what he wanted to say. It's actually a really fascinating clip when you watch it. Yeah, they do have all the very weird edits of them where they go to like that weird side that angle side where you know, they're, they're, they're picking it up. You're right. They're, they're picking it up because he couldn't get through the line. Yeah. So, so th- think about the example I gave you before with imagine if your boss or a teacher or some figure with authority sent you that email 
where it was whining about, of course I say the names wrong on purpose because I'm being sarcastic. Okay. It was just now imagine. Now imagine you're at your Thanksgiving table, okay? Um, or you're at a dinner table or, 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 or you're at an event. Just imagine that you're, you're, you're somewhere and whether it's a family member or a coworker or, or a boss, uh, takes the glass and taps it a few times <laughs> and, says, and says, I would like to make a toast to everybody here. And this is something I've been meaning to get off my chest for quite some time. And so you look at this person who's, okay, what are you going to tell me? Play the clip. He was with four hookers. You think that was good that night to go up and tell my wife, it's not true, darling. I love you very much. It's not true. Actually, that one she didn't believe because she said he's a germaphobe. He's not into that, you know? He's not into golden showers, as they say they call them. He's not. I don't like that idea. No, I didn't. I thought that would be a big problem. I was going to have a rough night, but... That one she was very good on, she said. So if that's unacceptable at the dinner table, you wouldn't want your kids to be exposed to that. You wouldn't want your grandkids to be exposed to that. That happened in a high school is where he gave that speech. If that is unacceptable in our homes or in restaurants or in social settings, when has it become acceptable for us as Americans to say, Let's make that person the president of the United States. Let's give that person. Hey, wouldn't this be funny? I mean, what, 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 what are we thinking? You know, obviously it's not we, but, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if we said, you know, that person talking of that monster, that person talking about golden showers and hookers and he'd rather be eaten by uh, sharks than get electrocuted. And what, what if we did this massive social experiment and we made that person <laughs> the leader of a major political party and then said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just, let's just see what happens. And, and, and then when the person actually leads and it's even more disastrous than anybody could possibly imagine. I mean, leads an insurrection to try to overthrow the democracy with people like QAnon shamans. And that's, of course, after the fact he told people that like a miracle, COVID was going to go away and then said inject bleach and did nothing to prepare us or protect us. And, and people couldn't get toilet paper. People were dying by the thousands. And, and then after that happens, it happened. We're aware of it happening after we were on the verge of a recession before COVID, after that maniac adds $8 trillion with a T of debt to the American economy, prints money recklessly the same way he bankrupted many of his businesses when he was born with the golden spoon. After the whole totality of the experience, then we go, yeah, maybe we should maybe we should have them again. <laughs> what? In what warped world could that even possibly be a thing? And so that's why it's like Republicans 
you grow up. What are you, what the hell are you doing? Seriously, what are you, and I wanted to give it in those terms because, you know, we could try to intellectualize it and we, but to me, it's almost as simple as that. Yeah, and he's awfully specific again in, in that clip. He's like the, down to the number of hookers, like what exactly happened. There's a, there's a lot of specific details in that story that Donald Trump told at that small Iowa high school. Uh, just just going to reemphasize high school. I want to show you this too. So here's a clip of a Pennsylvania voter being interviewed by MSNBC. And we do a whole segment every week on the Midas Touch Network about people like this. Former Republicans and independents, people who have left the Republican Party because the Republican Party has left them. Brett, it's not an exaggeration to say tens of thousands of people share that story with us here at the Midas Touch Network. So whenever I hear, oh, that would be great, but you're preaching to the choir. No, we're not. Right. First first and foremost, let me say it is important that a pro-democracy choir sing louder than the fascism choir. When people talk about Fox, Fox is preaching to the choir. No one goes, yeah. Fox is just preaching to the choir. That's not an effective strategy. So the whole concept <laughs> of preaching to the choir is yeah. like – so when Fox does it, that makes sense. But if a pro-democracy does it, you're just preaching to the choir. No one says that about Fox. But that's not the case. I'm willing to bet too that and I'll look in the comments, you know, right now as I play this clip, that the story being shared by this Pennsylvania voter is shared by many people who comprise mm-hmm. the Midas Mighty audience. And here's what I say to those in the pro-democracy community, though, as well. And I say this in all the videos, it is so vital that we are welcoming to people who leave this MAGA movement. If you look at cult deprogramming behavior, one of the biggest barriers to leaving the cult is the shame that people were part of the cult to begin with. They don't want to admit that they hurt their family members and friends. So rather than get out of the cult, it seems so counterintuitive. They go deeper down the rabbit hole of the cult. And so even if people are even if people didn't leave after the January 6th insurrection which should be a moment of of leaving if someone were to decide tomorrow that they wanted to leave i wouldn't judge them for that i wouldn't judge them for it and i don't think you should judge them for it as well agree. be welcoming right now because our democracy is online brett play this video of this pennsylvania voter is there any chance you would stay at home on election day no i i love american democracy too much that uh, Biden and Trump, if it's a Biden and Trump race, then I would vote for Biden, even if he was dead. No chance I'd say I'll never. And I'm a Republican. He's a Republican. You know, it's comments like that, too, that, you know, going out into the real world, so to speak, like we, we see them in our comments, like you said, Ben, in the tens of thousands. Um, people send us so many emails with similar stories like that. But when I'm out also, and and occasionally people will say, oh, Midas Touch, what are you, are you Jordy? I'm like, no, Brett. Or are you Ben? No, Brett. Uh, when that happens and we get to talking, um, I, honestly, a majority of the time when I start listening to people's stories who approach me, 
it is folks who were previously Republicans yeah. or even voted for Trump at least in 2016, oftentimes in 2020 as well, and recently found us. And I find that to be one of the most interesting dynamics. And that's how I also know that we are reaching people across this pro-democracy community. And they will say that, you know, they'll express their regret. They'll say, you know, I didn't understand the stakes, but I watched your show. And now like I see what's going on. I see the contrast. I can't believe I ever did that back in 2016. Or I can't believe I made that mistake in 2020. And, and those are the stories to me that are almost the most heartwarming when you see that you could have that impact on somebody. And, you know, it's it's not about like forcing it down anyone's throat or anything, no. but it's providing the information. It's them finding our content. It's them finding the information, however that they find it, and then coming to that determination on their own and realizing, you know what? This is not normal stuff that we're dealing with. It's not normal to talk about golden showers in a high school gym while you're running for president. It's not normal to say that you're going to create camps in the United States and you're going to deport people and denaturalize American citizens and, and all the stuff that Donald Trump is planning. That's not normal stuff. And I think when you see democracy on the ballot mm -hmm. versus Donald Trump at everything that he represents, which is autocracy, authoritarianism, fascism, uh, taking away of people's rights, I think the choice is going to be clear far beyond the way that any of these so-called polls or anything are even registering. Democracy matters to folks. And speaking as somebody who lives in the great commonwealth of Pennsylvania, that voter that we just watched speak, that's a very important age demographic of voter here. That is a former Republican who is now going to vote for President Biden if he has the opportunity to over Donald Trump because he knows what's at stake for his children and his grandchildren and the country at large. I too have spoken to countless people about the Midas Touch Network. And it's why it's so fascinating and intentional when all these outlets write leftist group Midas Touch or, or these right-wing media companies talk about us, leftist uh, progressive company, blah, they're doing it intentionally to dissuade people who are on the fence who honestly just want normalcy in their lives to come and view and listen to the network and see what we have to say. Those The listeners and viewers of the show tonight, what have we done except show you the clips of exactly what happened unedited and then just given the perspective of, hey, normalcy versus basically insanity. What do you choose? So seeing that voter there, Pennsylvania, that voter specifically that's going to help determine this election cycle right here in 2024. And I cannot wait to see the numbers that come out in, in Pennsylvania specifically. And look no further than 22 when Shapiro won the governorship. Like yeah. democracy matters to folks, especially in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. You know, New York Times did a piece uh, over the weekend, and they were analyzing kind of their own polling and the failures of their own polling a little bit and discrepancies between polling and real life results. Like, wait a second, I thought that people didn't care about abortion. Why are all these people coming out to vote for this? Issue? And, you know, as I read through the article, the one thing that I noticed is that, you know, they, they would take their questions, they would change in some cases like a single word of the question, and they would present it to a prospective voter, so to speak, in their polling. The changing of one word here and there changed their response to the question. 
So it shows you kind of the flaw behind polling, because when you ask somebody a question in a specific way, it could be loaded in a certain direction that could cause somebody to answer something that may not even reflect what they do when they actually go to the actual polls and whatever they're thinking in that mindset over there. And you know what I want all these networks to do, and, and we'll get into it a little bit when we're speaking about this economic news, is I've noticed that the networks will speak about issues but they'll speak about them through the lens of how they are polling rather than just presenting the facts about the issues. So quickly, there was I turned on MSNBC today. They were speaking about the economy. They were saying how great the economy is doing. Look, there are all these positive numbers, but why are all these voters being soured on the economy? Now let's go to the polling. Now, most Americans actually think the economy is doing badly. And most Americans, da 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 why, why is that the case if they're spending records amount on Black Friday and consumer confidence that why that and I'm like because you are framing these issues through the polling and not through the issue itself you're putting your finger on the scale and when you do that what you are doing is you are sort of framing how you want to tell people to think about a certain issue it's why when Donald Trump frankly says things about things he goes many people are saying Many people are saying Ron DeSantis is an idiot. Many people are saying, you know, Kim Reynolds is the worst governor because you're trying to create that idea that this is the popular point of view. If you don't have this point of view, then you must not fit in. You must not actually understand what's going on. And the constant emphasizing of not the actual news itself, but the opinions that are coming out by these own news organizations' flawed polling about the issues only seeks to reinforce these false narratives. And there's no reason to present a story that's positive news and then in the next breath couch it in. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people are pretty unhappy, our polling says, despite just give the facts, let the people decide. Mm-hmm. I'll I give you an example. I grew up a New York Jets fan. And the Jets played the Dolphins over the weekend or on Friday. And the uh, Dolphins won 34 to 13. Not a shocker. What do we say? We say the Dolphins beat the Jets. Do commentators say, it feels like the Dolphins are losing. It feels like the Dolphins are really struggling in this game. Or do you say... The Dolphins in the first quarter got three points. In the second quarter, 14. In the third, three. In the fourth, 14. You follow the stats and you say, what happened? We don't talk about, it may feel like the Dolphins weren't doing that great against it. No, they won. They won. And when you look at a lot of this data, for example, where the United States economy is growing at a faster rate than China repeat that. The United States economy for one of the first times in recent history, growing faster than China. America's economy of all G7 nations has the highest GDP and the lowest inflation of all G7 nations. That's good data right there. Job creation at record highs. That's just what the data is now. That doesn't mean we spike the football. That doesn't mean that we don't recognize certain systemic failures that, frankly, 
exist because Republicans refuse to pass legislation that will allow Americans to have wages with dignity and improve working conditions, things that President Biden is working on. But the way it's why we need civics back in schools and high schools and, and, and people need to learn the way government works, the Republicans are blocking these things. And in order for something to become a law, it has to be passed by the House of Representatives and the Senate and then signed by the United States president. So Biden can't do anything in terms of passing major legislation unless the Republicans who control the House of Representatives agree to it. And they don't. They can barely even keep the government funded, the Republicans in the House of Representatives. Heck, they're Speaker of the House. These people who want to magasplain to us about how how what, what we should be doing with our money, right? That's if you go speak to a MAGA Republican, let me tell you what you should be doing with your money. Okay, look, your Speaker of the House doesn't have a bank account, doesn't have a checking or savings account. Y'all increased the debt by $8 trillion. You're, you're trying to magasplain to me the economy? It's like, let's just focus on the facts. Let's focus on the data. Let's focus on the objective information that shows that our economy, based on objective metrics, is in a positive direction. Now, what can we do to solve problems? together. What can we do to come together and solve problems? But no, the MAGA Republican, James Comer, what does he talk about? Well, Hunter Biden's laptop, and blah, 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 and woke this, and woke any woke, and this is so woke, and, and gas stoves, the gas stoves. Did, did you see this one? Did you see this one, Brett? That they literally, Ted Cruz, they came up with their own conspiracy that doesn't exist. That says Democrats and President Biden are taking away gas stoves. Totally false. Not true at all. Nothing true about this. Democrats are not. Biden said he's not. It's a a made up story. So where the vice president posts just a lovely photo with her and her husband saying happy Thanksgiving, Ted Cruz's response, wait, that's a gas stove. The same kind that Dems want to ban you from owning. And then by the way, I don't know. when, when I saw uh, over the past few days, too, where the MAGA Republicans came up with, um, they, they rushed to say that the, the bad car accident in Buffalo, but that there was a terrorist attack, they, they, and they rushed to say, and then a lot of these like right-wing YouTubers and right-wing politicians like literally posted a photo of like a terrorist. Um, you know, and, and then they and then they said terrorist attack, and then all of the people in the comments were like, "Oh, the border!" They they they've created this dystopian American carnage world, and they keep their people in constant fear and mm-hmm. in constant panic, and you know, it 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 just is belied by the data. That doesn't mean that there aren't problems. It doesn't mean that there aren't systemic issues. But what it means is let's be constructive, whereas MAGA Republicans want to be destructive and tear it apart so a wannabe strongman can come into power. I want to talk about some updates in the courts. I want to talk about, Brett, break down some of the economic news, some of the raw Ooh. 
data right there. And I want to remind everybody that in our after show today, we are going to be playing some of the old Midas Touch videos, one of the ones that we referenced. Unprecedented Idiot is the video from the <laughs> Midas More. We'll show one other video as well from back in the day that I think y'all enjoy. And then I want to catch up a little bit on our uh, Thanksgiving, see here how everyone's doing. Oh, and then we've got to schedule a Zoom meetup soon as well for all of our uh, members that we have in the after show. That's uh, patreon.com. Slash Midas Touch, P A T R E O N dot com slash Midas Touch. We don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch network. We fund this network with our pro democracy sponsors, those emojis that you see right there on the chat, and with our Patreon. So if you can become a member of our Patreon, check it out, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. We'll be right back with some more. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. When I don't get enough sleep, trust me, you don't want to be around me the next day. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam Dream Powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with with no added sugar. Now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao, sea salt caramel, and white chocolate peppermint. Better sleep has never tasted better. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up feeling refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream help them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I've personally tried Beam Dream. It certainly lived up to the hype. It was delicious and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Midas. The discount is auto-applied at checkout, no code necessary. That's shopbeam.com slash Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, for up to 50% off. That's shopbeam.com slash Midas. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible, is so important. We could all benefit from heart-healthy energy. One of the best ways to get some, by supporting your blood pressure and circulation. Super Beats Heart Chews are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure. They're plant-based and stimulant-free, so you get a green boost without the jitters. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. Super Beats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beat Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kickstarted my morning routine. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Super Beats 
Beats Heart Shoes supports healthy circulation. So you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive heart healthy energy without the crash. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30 day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and a free full size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to MidasBeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at MidasBeats.com, spelled M-E-I-D-A-S-B-E-E-T-S.com. Home stretch of the show. Thank you to our pro-democracy sponsors. Again, the discount codes are in the descriptions below. Holiday season coming up. They make for some great gifts, folks. And we are not just in the season to be jolly. We are in trial (laughs) season, folks. And we've got the New York Attorney General civil fraud trial, the defense case, if we even want to call what Donald Trump is doing. Uh, you won't even call that a defense. They're, I guess, putting on witnesses there. And then we're headed towards the trial in the Washington, D.C. federal criminal case before Judge Tanya Chutkin. Also, don't sleep on the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case. That's scheduled also for March, although I think ultimately the way it'll all be sequenced is you're going to have the D.C. federal criminal case for Trump's attempt to overthrow the results of the 2020 election after the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. So the fraud case will wrap up in December. Then we'll get to the March federal case for Trump's attempt to overthrow the results of the 2020 election being prosecuted by special counsel Jack Smith. And then we will get to the Manhattan district attorney case. Cause I think there's no way that judge Eileen Cannon keeps that may 2024 trial date. So I think around that may date is where you'll end up seeing the Manhattan district attorney case. So stay tuned to see if that prediction is accurate. But I think by may of 2024, we will be in a situation where Donald Trump will be a convicted felon. Let me repeat that. I think by may of 2024, Donald Trump will be a convicted felon on the felony federal cases in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about what happened in New York today, where everything with Donald Trump is a stunt. Um, And so today, Donald Trump's lawyer, Cliff Roberts, uh, was examining one of the Trump witnesses, a chief accounting officer for the Trump hotels. And that witness said, you know who said that we do a very good job with our books? Cliff Roberts goes, who? Well, the financial monitor in this case, Judge Barbara Jones, retired federal Judge Barbara Jones, who was appointed here. We get along very, very well. So then Trump's lawyer, Cliff Roberts, and Christopher Keish, Trump's other lawyer, says, aha, we now want to call as a witness the financial monitor, Judge Barbara Jones. We want to make her a witness in the case right now. And then Judge Ngoran's like, denied. What are you talking about? That's the financial monitor. She basically works for the court. You don't get to call the uh, court staff as witnesses in your case. She's basically serving an auxiliary function for the judge as a financial monitor. She prepares reports on a regular basis. That's how she provides information. You don't get to cross-examine the financial monitor. She's not a percipient witness. She wasn't there during the years the relevant years of this case, the question that she was addressing was if the, the ongoing fraud and to monitor it. And by the way, in the reports that she sent to Judge Ngoron before the case went to trial, she said that she was missing 
some really important documents and that the Trump organization was not forthcoming. The trust was not forthcoming in turning over documents. So Judge Ngoron rejected that. Also, Donald Trump filed a reply brief in the appellate division where his lawyer said, sure, the statements that made the attacks on Judge Ngoron and Judge Ngoron's law clerk um, may be vile and reprehensible, but there is no imminent harm that's being caused by Donald Trump's posts. It's like they say this is tantamount. They call it the heckler's veto, that Donald Trump's a heckler. Just think about it. They're calling Trump a heckler. This is like the heckler's veto. He shouldn't be responsible for these threats. And you can't say that the threats that are happening are related to what Donald Trump is posting, to which the New York Attorney General previously pointed out that the security threat officer for the New York court system explained how when the gag order was lifted, the threats increased rapidly when Donald Trump would target and attack the judge and the principal law clerk. And when the gag order was imposed, those threats diminished. And that's coming from the threat assessment officer. So one of the arguments, and it's a despicable argument that Trump's lawyers tried to make is, well, the statements, those threats are hearsay. So you should strike them because they're out of court statements. We don't know who made the threats. So unless you're going to actually bring in one of the people who threatened the life of the law clerk, that's just out of court hearsay and that can't be attributed to Donald Trump. And then Judge Tanya Chutkin rejected Donald Trump's request to Donald Trump said he wanted to subpoena all of these documents. He said that remember Donald Trump saying the January 6th committee destroyed all this evidence. They deleted everything. No they didn't. Special counsel Jack Smith turned him over like right away and then there's a whole log of where the documents are and Judge Chutkin's like what are you even doing here? Like one there's no relevance to any of the stuff that you're claiming. You're not even giving any specificity behind what it is that you're asking for. You have the written transcripts of everything. So if there's a specific portion and you want to make a specified showing of why you want some other document, give me the specified document, explain it to me. But like you need to put in work. You don't just get to say, make up some fake controversy that things are deleted and then demand the record. So look, Judge Chutkin very swiftly rejected that. Next up on Judge Chutkin's docket, we should all be prepared for an order will be coming soon. Will be, you know, I predict her order denying all of Donald Trump's motions to dismiss. And Donald Trump filed various motions to dismiss. I predict Judge Chutkin is going to consolidate his various motions to dismiss in at least two. Maybe it'll just be one omnibus order because Donald Trump tried to kind of trifurcate these various motions to try to get more attempts at appealing. And I think Judge Shudkin's going to see through it and then just consolidate it into one order, maybe two orders for the multiple motions to dismiss. So that's your court update. Brett, give us an update on economic news. Let's do it. Great court update, Ben. That was fantastic. And now let's talk the economy for a little bit because we got some positive updates here. The S&P 500 stock market index saw gains of 8.7% in November. That's one of the best monthly performances in a century. The S&P 500 has gained more than 8% in a single month, only 10 times since 1928. And the index is up almost 19% in 2023. Good news for folks with retirement accounts, 401ks, and the 
like. We're also getting the data from Black Friday. Black Friday set a record in the U.S. with $9.8 billion in online sales. $9.8 billion up 7.5% from a year ago. We also have gas prices now coming down and coming down in a big way. I'm sure a lot of folks around the country have noticed that at the pump, U.S. gas prices have dropped now for 60 days straight going into the holiday season. And the Thanksgiving gas prices were actually the lowest since Thanksgiving of 2020. So before Biden was even president, big, big, big news, big relief there for the American consumers. President Biden also today announced 30 new actions to strengthen supply chains and make sure families get the products they need and when they need them. Obviously, during COVID, there were all these big bottle chains of the supply chains. President Biden wants to make sure that that will not happen again. Uh, he's He put together this, uh, this cross-governmental supply chain data sharing so that that the different departments within the government could actually be communicating with each other about various issues so they could get ahead of any sort of issues that may be coming. Uh, there's a lot of funding being invested into these various departments in order to ensure that our supply chain continues to move. Once again, this is all very positive news heading into the holiday season. And I just want to like go back just a little bit and just remind folks where we are today and where we were back when Joe Biden was elected president, when Joe Biden was inaugurated president. You have to remember that Donald Trump inherited this booming economy from President Obama. And he rode that good economy as long as he could until he screwed it up. And then COVID hit. And yes, the economy was already heading south before COVID hit. But then COVID hit. And what did Donald Trump do? He mishandled it. And it's not even fair to say he mishandled it. Like he didn't even handle it at all. He said it was fake. He said it was a democratic hoax. He started yelling at people who tried to sound the alarm about it. He told people to inject bleach. He did every possible wrong thing. Now, when you look at that on the flip side, you have Biden becoming president when the country was in the worst shape since the Great Depression. In the wake of the January 6th insurrection, where a president of the United States tried to overthrow the government of the United States. Let, just let that sink in for like a second. Not only that, Trump refused the entire time to even participate in the transition process. Like that is unprecedented. No transition office would not help with anything, getting a new president acclimated to the office. Released 5,000 Taliban prisoners. Released 5,000 Taliban prisoners. Kind of set all these kind of little minds to kind of go off during Biden's presidency to try to cause maximum damage to President Biden and to the country. And we're lucky that President Biden is the guy who was the nominee and was elected president because he's been in the White House before. He knows it. So even without the transition, he was able to hit the ground running day one. Could you imagine if we had someone who was never in the White House before getting in there after they blocked the transition process? I mean, one of the most disgraceful things that you could do as an outgoing president. And what did Biden do when he got into office? The first thing he did was he got stimulus checks to people. He got Americans vaccinated. He added 14 million jobs since he was president. He spearheaded and signed some of the most consequential legislation that we've seen. I mean, inflation reduction 
Reconstruction Act, the Infrastructure Act, the CHIPS Act. He has Ch- America's economy growing at a faster rate than China's economy for the first time in like modern history. He capped insulin for seniors on Medicare at $35 a month, and he pressured the drug companies to lower it for $35 a month for many others. He delivered for the veterans the PACT Act while the Republicans were fist bumping at shooting it down and had to be shamed by President Biden, had to be shamed by the likes of John Stewart because they decided to vote against our veterans who were suffering after being exposed to toxic burn pits. He protected Social Security, protected Medicare, ended the forever war in Afghanistan, which is something that he gets no credit for, none. But it is one of the biggest accomplishments, quite frankly, that we have seen from a president. He supported Ukraine from Russian aggression, oversaw not only the expansion, but the strengthening of NATO, led the nation to the longest stretch of unemployment under 4% in over 50 years, brought America the greatest post-COVID recovery of any G7 nation in the entire world with the highest GDP and the lowest inflation out of any G7 nation, signed the most comprehensive climate legislation in history, uh, uh, forgave the most student loans in history, hundreds of millions of dollars, restored America's leadership on the global stage, got America back into the Paris Climate Accord. He joined the picket line with the UAW workers, helped them achieve the biggest pay raise in decades. Any like one or two of those things would be a historic presidency for anybody. I, I challenge you, I challenge you to off the top of your head, name that amount of accomplishments, or I'll, I'll give you this, half. Name half the accomplishments of any other any other president in your lifetime. Try it. I, I'm, I, I'm very curious. At least in the past 10, 20 years, I, I would like to hear your answer here because that's the record here. And that's the record, quite frankly, that the media and that these Republicans are trying to kind of memory hole. They want you to forget about all that stuff because they know that their obstruction works. We have to know what their game is. We have to know what they are constantly trying to do. They want us to forget about all those things. They want to create chaos. They want to inflict pain on you, and then they want to blame that pain on President Biden, on Democrats. I told you the government can't work. I told, yeah, because you, you're trying to break it. You're the one trying to break it. So as we head into this holiday season, I think it's important for us to actually have the facts, have the data, have the record that we could share with folks, because those facts are undeniable. And I don't need to hear, but the polling side, I don't need to hear it. I want to hear the facts. I want the facts to be spread far and wide. We all have a megaphone, every single one of us, and it's up to all of us to just continue to spread this raw, hard data. And that's where I'll end with our economic update, but a lot of good news. And I think that the good news is going to continue to ramp up as we head into the new year, as we head into this final stretch of the election next year. And I think that story that I've been talking about. There's going to be a a new narrative that's going to take place over the next year as it becomes so undeniable. And you know what? The narrative is based on facts. It's not this BS that Fox tries to spread, that a lot of these networks try to spread. It's based purely on the data. Brett, does your Brett, does your arm hurt? Does Why is that? For closing <laughs> out the show so well. Woo! Nicely done, big bro. 
There you go, Brent. I want to thank all the Midas Mighty, everybody. Check out the after show, the after Midas show, patreon.com slash Midas Touch, where it's the Midas More is what we call it. We will uh, make sure uh, to, uh, we're going to do a good after show today as well. Um, and we're going to make sure to schedule that meeting um, and we'll do it in the next uh you know, two weeks or so, um, where you can meet me, Brett and Jordy, and we'll, we'll, we'll pick a date with Thanksgiving. Um, we may move it to that first week of December, but we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. Um, a lot of things in motion right now. So we'll, we'll, we'll do our best there. want to thank everybody for watching this episode. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe. We are on our way to 2 million subscribers. Help Let's us go. get there. Um, and uh, look forward to continuing to grow this pro-democracy movement with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you next time on the Midas Touch podcast. Have a great one. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! The Midas Mighty standing strong Against the fascists we sing our song At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.